I've never really felt love, real love, until now. Hello, Dexter Morgan fans, and welcome to the Dexter New Blood Wrap-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Reynolds, writer and producer of the Showtime original series, Dexter, and now the new Showtime special event series, Dexter New Blood. Man, today we've come full circle because we are here to discuss the absolutely, I don't know, it's like a, it's a kind of an epic finale of uh, Dexter New Blood. Dexter fans, I know you're probably still feeling all the feels right now and maybe even still processing what happened. I mean, we still are to a certain extent, but rest assured, we're going to talk it all through and no better two people to help me break it down than Dexter Morgan himself, Michael C. Hall, multi Emmy nominated star and executive producer of Dexter New Blood and the amazing Jack Alcott, who you've come to know and love and maybe even, I don't know, fear a little bit, uh, Dexter's son, Harrison Morgan. Michael, Jack, hey, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks for having us again. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> How's it feel? Wow, You're come welcome. out the other side. Insane. I mean, I, I just, I like literally less than two minutes ago, uh, finished watching it on my laptop for the oh, second wow. time. The first time I watched it, like immediately after the ninth episode, and was was like overcome with the like, holy shit, this is you know, oh my god, this is all happening. And then I was like, wait, 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 I have to, I have to, I have to talk about this and remember what I'm talking about. So I literally just watched it again, um, and and still was sort of like, it re- it smacks you in the face. It's it's uh, it's so intense. Remind me what happens again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You Just did kidding. Good. <laughs> the good news is, is you're still alive, Michael. <laughs> okay. 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 That's good. First roll of the code. Don't get caught. And I don't know. The jig was up. As I was watching it again, I watched it again this morning too. And uh, just thinking about this journey, I remember when I got the call from Clyde saying, "Hey, listen, I talked to Michael, and we're we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna make this thing happen." And even all the way through it, Michael, uh, there were there were moments where you were sort of like, "Wow." You did not take this lightly, taking on Dexter again. This is serious stuff. I remember even yeah. like there was a certain point when we were breaking it, and we, you know, I don't know, maybe episode five or six, and you were a heavy part of the writing process of this show. Whether it was you know <clears throat> early outlines to scripts, uh, you were there beside us, giving notes and uh, thoughts, and self corrections, <laughs> on, on our on our case. I definitely wanted to be. Um, a part of it from the beginning. This was a unique situation. I'm far from an actor yeah. for hire in this case. You know, I I, yeah. I wanted to uh, take responsibility for for my sense of obligation to be the guardian of Dexter's truth or my sense of it. And um, and I yeah. knew that everybody wanted to be that. You know, I wanted yeah, I wanted to take responsibility for the fact that we decided to do this. I think the key the the big shift was that they came to the decision together. That back and forth, it's like, this is the only way out for both of us. I can't even remember whose line it was, but it was just one character's line. Yeah, it was just mine. And we were like, oh, wait, you know, it's going to hit hard. It was like, we should share that. I think Dexter does as much to move that scene to its conclusion as Harrison does or sees the tide turning that way and does nothing to stop it. I mean, I think he has an experience of himself as a human being and an experience of connection and intimacy that is authentic in a way that he's never experienced before. And it's everything he's ever wanted. And it's also, to some degree, intolerable. 
It's like, okay, now that, I, now that I've had this experience of myself with my son and apologize genuinely for everything I've done to him, I think all that's left for me is to be taken out. So could you, could you do me that favor now, son? <laughs> I mean, because, it's obviously not. Yeah. But, you know, because you fit the code. <laughs> you know, we all want yeah. our children to do yeah. better yeah. at what we do. It's so yeah. rich, that whole sort of sequence. I, I remember even uh, just going, to, you know, toward how amazing it is working with you, Michael, that in the scripts, there was a couple times where, because there was some, some heavy-duty confrontations between uh, Harrison and Dexter uh, over the course yeah. of the series. And there's a couple times where we put in, as the writers, we put in, I'm sorry. We had him, we had Dexter say, I'm sorry. And uh, from the, I think from the very first one, you were sort of like, yeah, you pulled us aside and you're like, can we take this out? Because I want to save this. Yeah, I don't uh, want to actually say I'm sorry until I really mean it. There's that scene in the cabin early on, it was probably in the second episode where Harrison talks about finding the letter and, and, and you're like, and I was so angry. And I think Dexter had said like, and I'm so sorry for that. And I, I just, I said, I, I think I said, um, of course you were. When he says it at the end, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it means something. Yeah. It's yeah. not just saying I love you to, you know, Angela or whatever. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's genuine. There it feels like there were a lot of things saved for that scene. Like, I think the, the more times you watch it, like the second time I watched it, like I felt like I picked up more of like, wow, these are all firsts for Dexter. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It just, I mean, the whole feeling of the scene is is kind of uncharted territory, which is pretty magical for a show that's been running this long. But um, yeah, I mean, the apology is is one, and and the way that he talks about love as he's dying, I mean, like as he's about to be shot, like hit a lot harder the second time I watched it because I was like, wait a minute, like holy crap, like this is this is all new. It was so cool getting to to be in the room, like when we we kind of workshopped it, uh, getting to read it and watch you guys work with it, and then you know occasionally say a couple things and like and felt and I and like feel listened to and like the sentiment of that scene I think was like was always very much there and always very much that, but like one of the other main changes we made was that the gun came up way way later. Originally, the gun came up like very very early. And it was I mean, it was very high octane and like the just foot on the gas the whole time, which was exciting. But we, I think it was, I think it was you, Michael, who was like, "What if the gun comes up later?" And we just sort of tried reading the scene that way and feeling the emotion yeah. and of the scene and like all of the conflicted feelings of both of the characters sort of come out, which was like, I remember that yeah. being a really cool moment of like, "Oh my god, like that was a it, different scene." Yeah. It opened it up for so much more nuance, and it wasn't there wasn't this wash of like a loaded gun pointed yeah. at somebody, kind of informing everything. And you're, yeah, I think it freed both of us up to communicate. The writing of this scene, I mean, his "I can't stay here," and I get the death penalty, and Harrison's like, "Maybe you deserve it." Like, there's this sort of subtextual blossoming into like conscious thing for both of them. That they're like, oh, this is where this has all been headed. This is why I came back. This is why I went and got you at that bus stop. This is, you know, that sense that Dexter had that, you know, maybe I haven't been abstaining. Maybe I've just been waiting. Is it waiting to kill or is it waiting for something else? In the same way fans long for some sort of resolution. I mean, I think think Dexter craved some kind of like definitive resolution to his life and to his story. And in spite of the 
the horror of it, there's something undeniable. I always imagine that Dexter, you know, once once he starts to tell Harrison the truth, he's kind of just looking in a mirror and just projecting himself onto Harrison so completely. And and I think in that scene in the woods when Harrison just, I guess it's it's in that line. I say, you're just like me. I didn't do it um, because I'm like you. I did it because of you. All of a sudden, he sees like, oh my God, he's not me. I'm not looking in a mirror and I'm looking at someone who has all the goods on me. It's that hope as a, you know, as a parent that, that your offspring will be better than you, will do more than you. Yeah. You know, a healthy relationship wants that. They don't get <clears> jealous <throat> over it. They, they, they look at them and go, wow, you're going to surpass me. Uh, and how amazing is that? Uh, and it's, and yeah. Which is also sort of like, again, it's like, it's all about me, but not. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> it was a yeah, yeah. It was it was a big. It was it was wonderful having Marcos there, uh, guiding and talking through all of this. And it felt like you know, I mean, Jack and I think are both we've spent time on stage, and and there's something about the the way the scene was was blocked, and the way it was shot, and the way the camera was often on a crane and could just move with us. It just allowed us to feel like we could just be in that space. Um, yeah. I just felt sort of free to move in the space and 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 not bound by um, I don't know exactly where the camera needed to be. Yeah. I mean, I it was like watching the scene, yeah, when I watched the scene, like I realized like i I kind of forgot where the camera was when we shot it, like I was That's like, right. oh, yeah, that angle like i didn't I don't remember the camera being there, like that one underneath um, looking up at. Dexter as he sort of yeah with all the camera flares yeah and it's like this when, yeah when he's this world is dawning on him of what what is what this mm-hmm. kid has <laughs> yeah yeah it was really it's really really something really something special that whole that whole day that whole sequence that whole that whole thing <laughs> this is the season where Dexter realizes he's the villain of this story that really cracked it open for me, you know, when you said that. I was like, yeah, exactly. I'm not the hero yeah. of this story. Because um, even the viewers think of him I'm as the a hero. hero of mine, if I'm yeah. the hero of mine, I'm not the hero of Harrison's. Harrison's the hero of his own story, and I'm the villain. Um, well, yeah, and Harrison definitely uh, does not feel like the hero of any story. Like, yeah. throughout right. the entirety of that. It's, it's, such a, it's such a bittersweet ending. Like even the mo- even the moment like at the very end of the driving sequence when like it's like that almost little half smile like sneaks onto his face like I mean even the- it's it's still it's it's so bittersweet because all like the most that that can even be is just hope for the future because like that like that's gonna stick with him for his entire life now whether whether or not he's the hero of of that story I don't think he'll ever see himself as the hero of that story there was genuine love there between these two. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his last words, you know? I wanted him to say, you did good, because yeah. um, I wanted him to, you know, try in that in that final moment to give him something, to give him a gift, to give him something that would potentially release him from something from which he could obviously never be released. But I know this was a really shitty situation, but you you did the right thing in this final moment, I gave my son the only thing I could really give him, which is release. 
what I love about that line is, and I remember you you kind of fought for that one, Michael, like to make it did. did good. Um, this that that it can be all of these worlds that it can be. You did good. You you did the code better than I ever ha- could have at this point, uh, mm-hmm. or you did good. You've done the things that you were saying, or how did how did it bounce off of you, uh, Jack? You did good. Could you even hear it? <laughs> You're so no, far I could hear away. it. Oh, I mean, it was yeah. silent in that in that forest yeah, with all the snow. No, it was like that. Was a it was in a it was a shocking moment because it is like, God, what does that even mean? Like, you know, there's the obviously like you you know you did good you know good shot <laughs> you know you su- you succeeded <laughs> in what I just told you to do, but like, yeah. yeah, as I'm walking up to him, yeah, you know, you did good trying to. Reconcile that. This certainly doesn't feel good. How could this be good? But I guess it is because I've I've just been asserting that you know he's not good and that I I can't, we can't, we aren't the same and that you know like this this doesn't work. I'm angry because of you. Maybe was the right thing, but like this will never feel like mm-hmm. the right thing. So, uh, uh, Michael, what was it like for you to finally have a scene play around you where you're the one lying on your back? On the on the ground after so many kill scenes where you've always had someone wrapped up, um, it felt like a release. Felt like a chance to rest. It was also very cold. It was, uh, it was a little chilly on that ground. <laughs> that ground was cold. It was cold. Yeah. It felt like my work is done. You know, there was a sort of lightness to it. And then Jack gets sort of absolved by Angela. You get that like mm-hmm. intense hug from Angela. I love Take that off. moment. Yeah, and, no, and, and uh, Jack's still thinking about. Uh, I mean, Jack uh, Harrison's still thinking about Audrey, and she's like, "I never saw you here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and there's that drive. That drive that. sequence yeah. is crazy because that, like, that was the most. That was the most scattered scene I think in the entire show yes. because we just had to do it. You know. Location. It was location based, yep. and so like my first like piece of I always sort of jokingly called it the drive and cry, but the the first piece of that sequence I think was like my second day, and then okay. the last piece of that sequence was probably two days from my last day. It's a nice kind of open ended ribbon on the Christmas present because it, I I love the way that the direction that it moves Harrison's arc because it's a really it's a really, you know, jarring turn. I, I feel like his 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 arc's already weird because I feel like he goes through so much in the show, but I, I almost for a lot of it I feel like I kind of feel like Harrison ages backwards in this show because he comes into it so closed off and yes. you know, this he's sort of a cantankerous, grumpy little man child through yeah. most of the show. And he and he's you know, with his dad, he's he's an asshole, and with other people he's very aloof. In the later episodes, like that's when you start to see that there's a little boy in there. Amy was sitting next to me when I was watching uh, episode nine, and that scene of the two of you at the fireplace mm-hmm. as Dexter's telling the truth, the Wiggles story. Amy was basically she was just like, he looks like a little boy again. It's he looks like Dexter's little boy because he because it, it goes to that openness that the you know that connection between these two. I love that sequence as that father son bond kind of strengthens. Harrison just opens up and like and yet we're reminded that he's he is a kid. And then of course like he's at his most vulnerable like kind of right at the end. And then the moment that he shoots his dad and then you know has to leave like that moment with 
Angela, it's sort of a like, well, you're a man now. <laughs> it's like, he's Benjamin Button, and then, oh, no, now he's a man. Like, it's like, which, it, which is just the situation just calls for it. It's like, you've searched for your father your entire life, and now, now he's gone. Now you really are on your own. And it's, that's such a, such a like, intense and interesting journey to watch. You know what else, Michael? Another moment that wowed us all is the final handhold between Dexter and Deb. I think as scripted, it was Dexter releasing her. Yeah, Jennifer sort of had the idea that she kind of pulls herself away, that she kind of in that moment gets this agency and and is, as much as he's releasing her, she's released from him, her obligation to him, to to shepherd him to this moment maybe is done. Her work Mm -hmm. is done. She's... He's released and she's released too. Like they, they maybe maybe have both been in this this sort of purgatory. Yeah, it's amazing how these little small motions can bring up so much emotion. When cinema works right, yeah. it's a hand, two hands. Uh, <clears throat> moved me this time when I watched it again. Yeah. Because we've been yeah. on that journey with them too. Dexter and, and Deb, that's sort of been the heart of the show. You know, all the yeah. Way well, I mean, yeah. I think I probably said it in the last time we sp- spoke on the podcast. But yeah, one. I always um, got hung up on the idea that Deb was dead and was such a fundamental relationship for Dexter, and it was hard to imagine how the show would be anchored without her presence. And once the idea that she could be there in this way came up, it immediately felt essential. You heard your part, Jack, what it was like driving and, and doing this over like the strangest of circumstances over eight months of shooting, uh, doing two seconds at a time. Uh, Michael, reading that letter. Want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, such an interesting <clears throat> use of voiceover that's not voiceover. Yeah, it was really a, a really um, cool way to hear from him at the end, but hear from him in a way that honors this new subjectivity we're hearing what Harrison's hearing, you know? And we're also being welcomed into Harrison's interior life. I mean, he's he's pulling out this letter, but it's a letter that he's probably committed to memory at this point. It was definitely a less is more kind of thing in terms of the way to deliver it. It's, it's such a heavy moment and such a heavy letter. I just tried to let the words of it do their thing and um, not lay too much on it. It was the last thing of any sort of significance or substance that I recorded, you know, in the ADR session. And it, it felt right for that to be the, the last words uh, Dexter whispered into that <laughs> ear that he's been sort of talking into all this time let me die so that my son can live. I mean, that's, yeah. And, uh, you know, just like the, the, the hand, you know, it's sort of some sort of like, all the work has been done. You just need to deliver it, you know. Everything that's led up to it informs that moment. You don't have to do anything other than just sort of get out of the way and let it happen. Well, you did. Like, it's the, watching that final sequence Fills you with so many different emo- so many different emotions. As, as a beautiful, honest ending, I feel. From the very beginning of this episode, you've got we're watching Dexter Morgan walking around Iron Lake. Even the way it's shot, I remember Marcos being very specific about that sort of slow motion Dexter vision as he's taking things in and he's looking at all of these. You know, there's Teddy and there's Abraham and 
good Pastor Brian right. and Dexter at the top of the world, top of his game. He's got a plan, mm-hmm. got a solution. And then Angela comes and messes it all up. You want to talk about that sort of journey of, especially those inter- interrogation scenes. I'm asking a lot here, but. I think this finale is like this, is, is this really big arrival. Um, you know, everything's been leading up to this. And so much of the episode is just two people talking, just one-on-one yeah. scenes. Um, you know, yeah. obviously the, the final scene and then there's two big scenes with, with Dexter and Angela. Um, which were so great, it's so fun to do. So much is happening, you know. It's it's always been fun to play someone who is that good at thinking on his feet and without other people realizing it, manipulating conversations. The most thrilling moments over the course of the show are watching Dexter get into a bind that seems impossible to get out of and seeing him get out of it. You know, in this episode, people will be hoping against hope that he'll do that again. But he arrives at a place in in that scene with Harrison. We're just like, no, not this time. Not this time. I, I mean, I love any chance to be just unapologetically incredulous. When she says you're under arrest for the murder of Matt Caldwell, he's like, Matt Caldwell's dead? It's just so <laughs> yeah, fun so to, to, to do that, that stuff. Just like, what? What do you mean? Oh, you turning around when she says your fire was arson is is still one of my favorite parts. She's like, this is, you know, it looks like your fire was arson. And you like do this slow turn and you just stare at it. And then you turn, fully turn back and you're like, what? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So great. This whole episode was really um, juicy, you know. It was kind of like just back to basics, you know, just just Mm. two people talking, um, moving a story forward. Arriving at that place with Angela, with this person who he, as a facsimile of himself, or this person who he thought he was being so genuine and authentic with as he was pretending to be someone else. And we have a sense that it's real in spite of all the lying. Yeah, I I think my favorite moment in in the first interrogation when Dexter sort of retells the tale and uh, says, no, what if it's Kurt? What if Kurt's behind all of this? What if Kurt killed his kid? And you feel like, oh, that's the old Dexter. He's going to get away with it. And then she yeah. comes back in and lays out Bay Harbor Butcher stuff, which yeah. is like a okay. Yeah, take there's a one lights. moment in that scene where he allows himself to look at her in a way that isn't masked, yeah. you know. And he's just like, "Am I going to have to fucking kill you?" You know, or <laughs> or whatever is going on. Whatever's going on with him, it's like yikes. She just said. Check. It's Batista. Yeah. It was when when she said, I called your old partner Batista. It was like the mask came off. Just Just Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't in the script or anything, but you, at the very end of that, when you have that sort of face off and Dexter gets control again, when he's like, turn off the camera. And she's like, no, just say what you're going to say. And he just sits back, does, you know, that same thing you did with Matt. Uh huh. And uh, wins right. that battle, and she's like, oh, she turns it off, and he lays out this other thing, you know, and because there's a part of his head that's saying, maybe I could win her over. I won over Deb. Maybe this will be the thing that, right. that, that tilts her. And then she gets up. She says, fuck, and she gets up, and she walks out of the room, and Dexter looks down, and it's the last time he, he looks at us. Like, he looks up. Oh, yeah. Just a quick look. Was that you? Yeah, was that little- Marcos? Was that, tell me about that. I think it was, yeah, it was like a late take. And I think it, it was, it was, it was like we sort of had the idea at the same time or said, yeah. just what if, let's try one where, you know, yeah. and it just seemed fun. Just a tiny little, beep, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember Marcos came back just before that take. He was like, you're going to like this one. You're going to like this one. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. And then when you did, I was like, oh. I literally was like, oh. Yeah. I'm freaking out. Because <laughs> we needed that as viewers. Yeah. We're like, what's going on, man? Yeah. Talk to us. Do you have a favorite uh, line or moment? We could each share like our sort of favorite moment, either for the finale or from the whole sort of the whole, this whole experience that you had. I can go first to give you guys a moment to think because I've, I've been able to think about it. It was in Kurt's cabin. Jack, you, you uh, pointed your finger gun at Kurt and said, you know, hey, fucko. Uh, <laughs> did that thing. Uh, made me laugh. Uh, suddenly Dexter's there, needles him, pushes Kurt, he lands on the thing. And I think one of the last, one of the last takes you came, Michael, you came back over to Video Village with me and Marcos. It was like late at night at this point. You know, we've been shooting like all day long. Mm -hmm. And you were just sort of like looking at the needle, just sort of staring at it. I was like, are you okay? And you're like, that was the last time that Dexter Morgan, that I as Dexter Morgan will, will inject somebody. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. I, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I feel honored that I got to be a part of that and be, you know, be there for that. But uh <laughs> I mean, it really, really was yeah. like, wow, we really are wrapping this thing up. I think in those moments that, yeah, I was maybe maybe realizing like just how therapeutic it's been to be able to, in this fictional uh, setting, pretend to do away with all these bad people and do all these things and ritually kind of do what he does. And just there's a sense of like, oh, man, I'm going to miss this outlet. Mm. You know, even though, you know, it had been on, on hold for a long time, I still, uh, so that was, yeah, that was a big moment. I mean, my favorite sequence to shoot was definitely that fight sequence because I just never gotten to do something like that. And that knocked was... Knocked out of the park, man. Oh, my God. Like, I've, like, yeah. yeah, getting to, like, play, like, I've never, I'd never really gotten to play a character that's badass. And so, like, to feel badass as a character, but, like, also as an actor, because I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. Like, it was, it was like, the most, <laughs> it was the most gratifying, fun. Like, literally after every single take, me and Henry and Ben would, like, would get up. Like, they would be, you know, covered in blood and viscera and would, would have just been, like, screaming their lungs out. Like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. And, like, every time we would cut, like, the three of us would, like, get up and high five. That was, like, oh, my God, that was so good. Like, oh, let's do it again. Like, <laughs> That was a that was a magical moment. And you had to play that different than who we've seen Jack as this whole time. Because this is, again, this is Dexter's perception of Jack in this horrific moment of like, I'm going to lose my son forever if I don't, <laughs> if I don't yeah, get out there. This is nightmare. So even that, if people watch yeah. that again, they'll see, yeah, they'll see this different, there's something else going on there. There's a little bit of a horror movie quality to it, which I think is, yeah. uh, is it was just, yeah, it was so much fun to shoot. I actually really love my last scene with Johnny when I go to visit and I go to get my stuff because I remember liking that scene and it being a scene that surprised me when we were shooting it. Because I remember thinking like, oh, this is a good scene. Like, I love acting with Johnny. She's fantastic. Like, this will be fun to do. This will be good. And like, it just, it hit me like that goodbye or that almost goodbye um, and how deep like that relationship is. I, that's really- And you guys rolled with it a lot because originally in the script, it was like meet at the door and the whole scene sort of happens all at, all, all at once and they end up on the couch. But because it was so late at that house, we ran out of time. We had to quickly, you know, we had to rewrite it so that it was, there was the, the first part of it was at the door. There's all the sort of like lead up. And the second part was up in the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, you and Johnny just rolled with it and made it even better. You know, it, so. it was a fun scene, and she she's brilliant. My last scene at the in episode one at the 
at the bus stop like that that'll oh, that'll yeah. always stick with me that moment was was really freaking amazing and like Michael thank you for that it was really um fitting and felt just perfect that that the last scene we had together and your last scene on the show was that penultimate scene in the first episode and Dexter just coming and asking for something in a way that I don't think he ever had asked for before. And to think about where they end, you know, that final yeah. scene, he's saying, come back, please, because I need you. I don't know what this sense of need is even. I don't even know what it is I'm feeling and I'm not even sure what I'm needing. But the idea that in that final scene, that there's some sort of connective tissue to that and that he's like, oh, this is what I needed. As horrifying as it is, I needed to really feel like a real human being. And now that I have, I, I got to go. <laughs> and um, that was amazing. And um, one of my favorite moments, you talk about like finding yourself surprised in a scene, you know, yeah. when he says, you were right, I am Dexter Morgan. I read that on the page and I knew, you know, the, the logic of why he was saying it. But I don't know, there's something about owning who he is and in that moment, Everything that follows had a little special sauce to it that I didn't anticipate. There was a lot of sauce in that scene. Yeah, it was very saucy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good sauce. Yeah, you both you both got a little emotional during that scene. It was uh, there's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was great. Wow, here it is, last podcast, last episode. It's out there. You guys killed it. Uh, one of you, literally. It was fantastic. It was an honor to be able to work with, along, alongside with you guys. There's not many moments in life that we get to do things like this. And I'm very grateful that I got to do it with you guys. Likewise. Likewise. Well, thank you so much, Michael. I got a little emotional there. Sorry. What a wuss. It's all right. It happens. It happens. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Uh, thank you so much, Michael C. Hall and Jack Alcott, <laughs> man. It's been a pleasure talking through this amazing and emotional finale with both of you. Anything you want to say to the fans? Uh, final farewell, whatever. We'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know when. Thank you. Thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for being willing to lean forward and, and um, spend time with, uh, with this story again. I second everything you just said. I've, I've been so blessed to even get to be a part of this and to, then to also have it be received so wonderfully and just have lots of people watch and like it. I mean, it's, it's such a magical story and dark but beautiful. Really, really cool to be a part of it. And that's a wrap. To all the Dexter fans, we appreciate your passion for Dexter and how you've embraced this chapter of the series. Welcome new characters. And of course, some familiar. Hope you enjoyed this episode and all the episodes as much as we enjoyed making them for you. Thank you for watching, listening, and joining us on this journey every single week. I, I want to give a special thank you to all the guests who have come on the podcast to talk about their experiences both being on and in making the series and the teams from Showtime and Malcolm Media who helped put it all together. And if you're missing Dexter... There's no better time to go back and rewatch the series now that you have all the behind-the-scenes scoop. All episodes of Dexter New Blood are now streaming only on Showtime. And if you want to check out another great dark drama, I highly recommend Yellow Jackets. It's part survival epic, part horror, and a lot of great 90s music. You should check it out. It's also streaming only on Showtime.